Welcome back to Weekly Space. Today is our 14th episode and the 4th in Season 2. Today we will have a two-part episode as we are normally doing now. And we'll be covering NASA, NASA Spaceflight, SpaceX, Next Spaceflight, and Boca Chica updates. And Dynetics. Their space stuff. They, they're sort of just... They're helping with the lander. They do a bunch of stuff um, with figuring out solutions for stuff. I guess they're sort of a prototyping company. So, we will be doing NASA, NASA Spaceflight, SpaceX. A little pause for music. Next, Spaceflight, Dynetics, and Boca Chica updates. So we'll go ahead and start with NASA. NASA normally doesn't have very exciting things today. We have um, a article that they wrote about the InSight Mars lander getting a power boost, and they're detecting X-rays from Uranus. <coughs> So we'll start with Insight. Okay, it's a su- it successfully cleared some dust off its solar panels, and that helped to raise its energy and delay when it will need to switch off its science stuff. Now, I'll read straight from their article because. I don't really want to rewrite it. The team behind NASA's InSight Mars lander has come up with an innovative way to boost the spacecraft's energy at a time when its power levels have been falling. The lander's robotic arm trickled sand near one solar panel, helping the wind to carry off some of the panel's dust. The result was a gain of about 30 watt-hours of energy per sol or Martian day. I'm pretty sure that's pretty good. 30 watt hours. 30 I might be confused with watt hours and something else. But anyway, back to their article. Mars is approaching Aphelion. Aphelion? That should be Apophysis. It's farthest point from the sun. That means less sunlight reaches the spacecraft's dust-covered solar panels, reducing their energy output. The team had planned for this before InSight's two-year mission extension. They've designed the mission to operate without science instruments for the next few months before resuming science operations later this year. During this period, InSight will reserve power for its heaters, computer, and other key components. The power boost should delay the instruments being switched off by a few weeks, gaining precious time to collect additional science data. The team will try to clear a bit more dust from the same solar panel this Saturday, June 5th. So, two days ago. Yes. Summary. They got some dust off a solar panel. Yay. That's fun. NASA space flight. (coughs) 
So I think Northrop Grumman is going to be returning the Mars samples. And NASA Space Flight has something on that. So, Marino 9 has been orbiting since the 14th of November 1971. And they, they are a lot. But, so all of the samples... Typo. So, all the data they're getting on Earth is relied on through a system of satellites and laboratories on Mars. So now NASA and ESA, the ESA and the NASA, the NASA, they want to do that with a sample return mission. Do, 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 do. Okay, apparently... Yeah, so, yeah, they want to do that. That's just confirmation that they want to go recover some samples. And then, so, Russia... <coughs> is decommissioning their PERS module before it is removed from the station. So they... Someone named Oleg Novitsky, Novitsky and Pyotr Dubrov completed a seven-hour extra... V, extra v, I'm just gonna call it an EVA. Or space walk, whatever you prefer, Kerbal Space Program or NASA books for small children. <laughs> and <clears throat> so they did that to remove the PUS module, and they are apparently sealing the docking compartment, and it's been stuck to the station for almost 20 years. So. I wonder how that docking port's going. So I wonder how if it's going to come off, because the docking port actually might not come off, which would not be good. And then they had a few issues, like the bolts not behaving or something. I don't know. That happens often. Ooh, and this time they're cosmonauts, they're not astronauts. Big surprise. Dun dun dun. No, not very big. <clears throat> okay then. NASA spaceflight has an extremely long article on that. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. We'll get an update. I can't remember when this is happening. I think. The P 
His removal is on Friday, July 16th. And then the Nakia docking will be on the 23rd of July. Whoa, CRS-22 is going to be there until sometime at the end of the ju- at the end of July. It's sort of a long time, but <clears throat> yeah, that is about all we have on the Piz module. We don't have a very big update. And SpaceX launched SXM8 or Sirius XM8. So they did that because, oh wait, I'm skipping ahead way too much. Oh wait, no, our next thing is SpaceX. I'm not skipping ahead too much. I thought this may have gone into the launches in the next section. Anyway, the CRS-22 mission launched a few days ago. Then the SXM-8 mission launched. I think the SXM-8 was because Sirius XM's satellite on SXM-7 failed to work well in orbit so you want to spend a few million more dollars like 40 million more dollars to send up another one and see if it works you know 40 million dollars is only the launch cost what is it i did this last time where i needed to find the cost of launching falcon 9 (laughs) i forgot to write it down so, I'm going to look again. 62 million. 62 million dollars. 62. So they're gonna spend something, I don't know, 62 million dollars to launch the rocket. Who knows what they spent on the satellite. back so first of all we'll start off with our launches list number one on june 13th <clears throat> we have virgin Orbit, the launcher one using cosmic girl i don't think they have any other 747s the mojave air and space port in california then on Tuesday, June 15th, we have Wait. I'm too far ahead. I've gone into next week. We have one launch, I think, on Saturday. Hmm. I think it's Saturday <laughs> or Friday. Anyway, US EVA 74. So Shane Kimbrough and ESA astronaut Thomas Pisquet are going to be doing an EVA to install more solar panels on Wednesday, the 16th. Oh, wait, that's also next week. <clears throat> Dynetics. They say that, 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 yeah, they don't really have stuff. They yeah, show that they do the 
SLS and the Centaur booster and they work on the human landing system. HLS for the SLS. Yeah, they don't really have anything. On to Boca Chica. So, this past week, I think that last time I talked about the stacking of segment 3. And then the cryo shell arriving and stuff like that. Anyway, we have new structures added to the orbital path. So, all six, I think, have been lifted on. They're sort of just these little things that go on top of the um, launch, pa- well, launch pad's legs and will hold the orbital launch table. Then, S- I'm sorry, Frankencrane is getting an extension to lift segments 4 and 5 of the launch integration tower lit as we call it now um so segments four and five i think are just sitting on the shanchez property right now and they're sort of just sitting there waiting for frank and crane to do something or if you are a what's it called lab padre fan lab padre i'm padre I'm actually not sure how you pronounce it, but <clears throat> you would call it Kong. Yeah, it's Kong. Blue Zilla tanks, I don't know. Bluto. Okay, so I was getting into the name nicknames of different cranes at the launch site. Anyway, SM20's dome has been spotted and it has mounts for vacuum reactors and normal reactors so it might be the first to conduct a orbital flight and bn 2.1 its test tank is on a structural stand somewhere it's moving a lot i think or it's not moving at all or i'm not paying attention to where bn 2.1 is they're doing something with it I'm not sure what they're doing. They might be having it um, test the strength of the thrust puck. But I'm not sure. Oh, yes. We have confirmation that there will be 29 reactors on Super Heavy. So that's really all there is. Except more cryo shells are being stacked. So see you next week. Oh, credits. Um, all the companies I said at the beginning, except both Chica updates, they're not a company.